are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. So going back a number of years during the election with Trump, that particular season, there were numerous people uh, who called themselves prophets who were making prophecies. On top of that, and I'm going to name this because it should be named, there was this, I'll just call it a thing for crying out loud, which many of you know of, called Q. And Q was supposed to be this inside, you know, the good guys high up in the deep state, or even higher, who had privileged information of what was really going on to Christians and many people, because it 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 said as a fact that there was going to be these sweeping changes for the good in our nation. Now, unfortunately, that information, which by the way, by the way that information and that t- type of information, if it's true, well, that's one thing. If it's false, that's another thing. And if it's false, what's the purpose of the false information? And, and inevitably, we find that if it's, if it's false, the purpose of the false information is to function as an arm of what is commonly known as psychological warfare. And psychological warfare takes on many uh, dimensions. And the basic idea behind psychological warfare, and I learned the, the ultimate definition behind psychological warfare and how it works, not from some amateur, but I learned it directly from uh, the highest level director and thinker on psychological warfare um, in the United States military, and his impact was global. And in a book he wrote, he had read some of my books, he had read some of my articles, and this expert on psychological warfare contacted me. And uh, I knew who he was immediately. Because in addition to being an expert on psychological warfare, he was uh, one of the highest-ranking Satanists in America. And he was second in command to the head of the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey. Um, Then he went out and started uh, a slightly different uh, theological uh, uh, church, but it was also essentially a, a satanic church. And he was publicly known um, while he was in the military, it was public knowledge that he was a Satanist and one of the highest ranking Satanists in the world. Anyway, he contacted me um, because he had read my work and read some of my books, and we uh, communicated for a while. Now, in one of his books called Mind Wars, and, and I have his quotes in both my new book, I have some 
certain quotes in my book, uh, Power from on High, and I believe it's in uh, Prophecy of the Future of America, I have different quotes from him. But he wrote a book called Mind Wars, which was about psychological warfare. And I'm going to paraphrase his definition, but his, but his definition <clears throat> in the opening of his book Mind Wars was that the purpose of psychological warfare is to use communications, technology, media, the internet, radio, propaganda, and he listed other things that you use in under the umbrella of psychological warfare. And then he said, all of these things are used, but the ultimate purpose of psychological warfare is to use psychological mechanisms that will absolutely convince your enemy or the enemies of your nation that it is absolutely hopeless for you to attempt to fight them. It's absolutely useless for you to attempt to engage in warfare with them. And the goal of effective psychological warfare is to paralyze your enemy, beginning with his mind, before they even entertain the idea of going to war. So the the game of psychological warfare is that it incapacitates your enemy's ability to resist you, and in your mind, because it's a brainwashing mechanism, in your mind, you have been now convinced through psychological warfare that the only option you have is to surrender. And so psychological warfare is all about winning a war or a battle or a fight, causing your enemy to surrender uh, before a battle even begins. You defeat them in the mind, and they will they will defeat themselves before they even start the battle. And, and, and of course, I don't agree with many of the things that he said. Some of the things you can't dispute what he, what he said, but it was a very insightful book. Now, <clears throat> um, Christians are not sufficient. Christians in America, as I've said many times, are, are grossly under-sophisticated regarding how to use the media, how to recognize if you're being manipulated or played or programmed uh, Christians because there's nobody to teach them, are, are very ill-equipped uh, in, in, in warding off psychological warfare or even recognizing psychological warfare. So we have battlefields or what the military calls, uh, you know, they have different names for uh, battlefields. And and one of the alternative names is uh, spectrums. And they have a term called full-spectrum dominance, which is a military uh, application and belief that 
the goal of our military is to dominate and control every sphere, every category of potential warfare that there is. And so they simply call it full-spectrum dominance. So that means across the board, whether it's military conflict in the sea, like Navy and the Army, in outer space, like uh, Space Force, in psychic warfare, and ESP warfare, and remote viewing, which is a a battlefield in the interior of the mind, uh, rockets, missiles, biological warfare, nuclear warfare, and it's a pretty long list. But one of the central areas of maintaining full-spectrum dominance is to know and to be able to implement psychological warfare better than any of your enemies or people that would threaten your nation. So, in today's world, things like the Internet, mass media, radio, television, video, movies, films, social media, computers, uh, electronics, digital, cell phones, laptops, cyberspace, I mean, the list is endless. Psychedelic drugs, the, the list of, is endless of categories or what are called spectrums of dominance. And the goal of the U.S. military, especially in psychological warfare, is to be the army, to be the military that has absolute control and absolute dominance over every spectrum of warfare, thus full-spectrum dominance. Now, I would add something to that, uh, which is the military, because of its bias, like many institutions in Western nations, the military has a bias which makes it vulnerable and makes it um, and, and it makes it vulnerable to being controlled uh, by powerful forces. And the reason the military ha- is vulnerable in certain areas is because of a and, and I discussed this to a certain degree. Uh, with this uh, head of psychological warfare, <clears throat> who said to me, and he said it sarcastically, we had we had a friendly discussion. Uh, I don't agree with what he did or does or allegedly did at all, <clears throat> but we were having uh, a discussion, and uh, he and he vol, you know, when when. When when men get together and women too, who are know a lot about a particular field or are experts in a particular field, there's often a kind of jousting back and forth. Uh, it's, it's kind of a way of, of demonstrating your proficiency or perhaps 
superiority superiority of knowledge and application. So he's a Satanist. He knows that I'm not. So he volleyed off this remark to me. He said, you don't really believe all that stuff, do you? And so that he was going right for the jugular, because what he was doing was in, insinuating that my belief <clears throat> in the historical reality and the scientific reality of the Bible and biblical truth was essentially something that only a country bumpkin could possibly believe. Now, his very decision to volley that statement at me was a opening or beginning form of psychological warfare, because the intended purpose behind it was to to feel me out psychologically, to psychologically explore me and, and psychologically probe me for weaknesses, for uh, chinks in my armor, for areas uh, where, you know, uh, I'm not confident. So he fired that statement at me. You don't really believe that, do you? And he meant by believe that, he meant you don't really believe the Bible in its entirety, do you? And I said, yes, I do. Now that answer communicated to him via psychological warfare that I'm not one of these Christians that he's probably met a lot of in the military and a lot of in society who are horrendously insecure in their beliefs regarding the Bible and secretly struggle with whether or not the Bible is true. Because that's what he was probing for. If he can find a guy or a girl who secretly is in serious conflict or doubt or questioning regarding the validity and truthfulness of the Bible, he has discovered a weakness in his opponent. And as a military man, he's going to exploit that. And I won't get in, into the particulars, but that, that was one of the nuanced conversations that was going on beneath the the apparent conversations. So we were having a multi-level conversation. We were having the conversation that many people thought we were having, but both of us knew that on a, on a more subliminal level, we were simultaneously having a conversation <clears throat> that was a lot deeper. Okay. Now, once again, if I did not have a deep biblical worldview, if I had not thought out my position, if I had not known my position, if I had not paid the price by decades and decades of personal study, research, prayer, reading books on the Bible and reading books on theology and becoming an expert in the New Age and consciousness and everything else, if I had not paid the intellectual price for knowing the Bible, which creates 
in any man or woman, when you pay the intellectual price of knowing the Bible, it inevitably creates in any man or woman what can only be called as a supernatural confidence and a supernatural belief based on a mastery of the facts, the history, the logic, and the science and the rationale for believing the Bible in its entirety. If I had not paid the price to develop myself spiritually, I would not have been equipped as a spiritual warrior to conduct a conversation, a conversation, parentheses, spiritual battle with one of the most powerful Satanists in the world, who also is one of the most powerful and knowledgeable officers, high-ranking officers in psychological warfare in the world. You understand what I'm trying to say here? This is why I confront the audience of the Paul McGuire Report so intensely. This is not a game that we're in. There are people in America and the rest of the world who are Luciferians. Tragically to say, tragically to say, it has been my experience that in many cases, not all cases, that the Luciferians, the Satanists, are often far better read, far more knowledgeable, understand history, science, theology, religion, far better than Christians do. And, and, and when a Christian, of whatever age, is engaged in a conversation, parentheses, spiritual battle with somebody of a high rank in, let's just call it the opposing kingdom, uh, you're going to be mincemeat. You're going to be taken to the junkyard verbally because you are no match for the level of spiritual power and you're no match for the level of scientific or intellectual power that people like this man uh, Major Colonel Michael Aquino, Aquino head of, head of uh, Psychological op- Operations and Warfare for the Army and also for the NSA for a while. You're no match. You're no match. And let me just say this. It's not your fault that you're no match. You were not equipped by your pastors. You were not equipped by your... Um, Pastors, denomination, theological schools, Bible studies, many Christian books, the Christian culture itself, you were not properly equipped to be and or trained to be a spiritual warrior. And the only thing I can say is that the judgment seat of Christ, God is going to hold accountable all those men and women who failed to train you uh, failed to train you properly and they're going to start with the highest ranking most powerful and influential teachers that you had namely the professors 
and pastors of, of the seminaries or whatever you may or may not have attended, because they're supposed to, to equip you at the highest level. Okay, so now, um, the warfare all around us is intensifying daily. And the level of power of the supernatural forces that those that are following Satan or Lucifer, the level of power that they are harnessing by opening portals through ritual into another dimension and pulling down supernatural Luciferian wisdom, fallen angels, demonic powers. They're pulling them down through ritual that opens portals into the physical realm world. And as long as they continue doing that, they will be able to exercise dominion or dominance over the battlefield. And none of that in its present state is the will of God. So, what do we do? There can be no repentance before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There can be no repentance that is even remotely adequate, even remotely sufficient, and that will please God, and that God will accept. There will be no there will be no repentance that God will accept from his people, men and women. There will be no repentance that God will accept that is based on a series of omissions or failure to win the primary spiritual battles for our nation, our families, our children, and our culture. God will not accept repentance where there is omission of the most important areas of failure and uh, the most important spiritual battlefields or the most important spectrums, as in the psychological warfare term, full-spectrum dominance. Have I made myself clear? The only way that your repentance will please God is not by taking out a microscope and focusing in on the minutia of every little itsy-bitsy sin that you've committed. Oh, I'm not giving you a free pass to violate the law of God and sin. I'm not giving you a free pass to ignore to ignore God's demands for holiness. Don't get me wrong. God is holy and righteous. I'm not, give, I'm not going to go against the Bible and God and give you a free pass to sin. You must repent of all those sins. But in terms of prioritization of sin and repentance, the sins that concern God the most are the sins that are bringing about through demonic energy, are the sins that are bringing about the most destruction of the people that God loves, namely the innocent, namely children, namely those that are looking for Christ but don't know where to look. In other words, 
the sins that God prioritizes for repentance are the sins that are responsible for breeding an apathy, a, 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 a perception of failure, and setting up God's people to be taken down and taken out because nobody was willing to be faithful to God and take the unpopular positions and the unpopular subjects and stand your ground anyway, come hell or high water, you're called to stand your ground anyway. And where the battle rages the fiercest is where God's law-abiding and peaceful soldiers are needed the most. Are you listening? Are you listening? Now, a word to men in the military or different branches of armed service or, or retired from different branches of service and a word to those whose ranking in the military and different branches of service was very, very high or medium. <clears throat> or or maybe just basic. This is a word to them. Um, first of all, as a patriotic American, I think I express the beliefs of the majority of us, <clears throat> I want to thank you personally for your service to our nation and your faithfulness and patriotism to and sacrifice for our nation. And you must be free from false guilt and you must be free from condemnation. God does not hold men and women in the military responsible for possible mistakes the military may have made um, that men and women in the military didn't know about. They were doing their job, faithfully serving their nation. So God isn't going to judge them for, for, for a sin that, that, you know, that they weren't aware that they were committing. But God wants to remove any lie now, listen to me carefully. When I say lie, at this moment, I'm speaking of God wants to remove, for those in the military, of whatever rank, top general to ordinary servicemen, God wants to remove from your heart, soul, and mind any false sense of guilt or blame that may have been imposed upon you by the physical enemies of the United States of America as well as the spiritual enemies of the United States of America. And God wants, and I want you to hear my voice under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, because it's not an accident that we're having this conversation, because I've never brought up the topic of this conversation in this way or manner before. This is the first time in over 25 years of 
broadcasting radio that I've ever brought up this situation and, and, and this topic in this way. And I want to suggest something to you that I believe will set you free, and the Lord wants to set you free. And so I'm going to say it again. The Lord wants to remove from you any sense of false guilt or shame or whatever that has been put upon you by the physical enemies of the United States of America. And that could potentially include people in your family or people that you know or whatever. You know, when people fire those sentences and condemnation at you or look down upon you for your service. Let me tell you something. Most of them, as you already know, are naive. And they don't know, you know, is a way of saying it, which I'm not going to say. They don't know what's happening. And so they're being used by forces that they've been brainwashed into believing do not exist. And one of the things that these forces that they don't believe exists, they have been trained and embedded with narratives. Narratives can be a form of psychological warfare. So when they fire off a a statement about you, condemning you for your service or condemning you for your association with the military uh, or whatever, those are all lies. They may not know it, but they, they are also forms of psychological warfare that have been put together in psychological warfare laboratories from enemy nations, etc. And they're designed to demoralize members of the armed services, present or retired. They're designed to break you just as surely as physical combat or things of that nature would break you. So it's kind of a subtle ideological virus or a form of psychological warfare, and you're the target. And it's designed to to trigger depression, it's designed to amplify PSTD, and it's designed ultimately to break down our military. That's one area, but it is a form of psychological warfare. Now, the other form of psychological warfare is what I would call psychological spiritual warfare, where the organizations that are using spiritual psychological warfare against you are are not of this dimension. They're not of the physical uh, reality dimension. They're organizations or hierarchies of power or armies of power that are located in dimensions that the most prestigious scientists, physicists, quantum physicists, um, and some of the most prestigious Prestigious scientists already know and have proven that we live 
in a world composed of approximately 11 to 13 different dimensions. And so, it is a scientific fact that we live in a multi-dimensional reality. And therefore, the Bible puts it this way, For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the powers, the dark, unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So the Bible, the Apostle Paul, is teaching us in Ephesians chapter 6 that the primary battlefield for all Christians, but the battle would be heightened for those Christians in the armed services, is a battle where our enemies and the organizational structure of our enemies is located in another dimension of reality. But that dimension of reality has been occupied to a large degree by our spiritual enemies, namely the demonic powers, the fallen angels, the principalities and powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And the goal, in this case, is to destroy every man and woman and every Christian is to destroy them as utterly and completely as possible through what I term spiritual psychological warfare, which is a combination of psychological warfare merged with warfare against demonic spirits, satanic power, demons, and other forms of spiritual warfare. Now, notice that there's a parallel similarity between the nature of the warfare, the categories or spectrums of the warfare, between these two battlefields. There are parallel truths that apply when we deal with the two battlefields. Some of the same weaponry is used in the physical world battles as it is used in the spiritual battles. In the spiritual battle, the primary weapon that Satan uses against the children of God are things like shame, condemnation, and lies. Shame, condemnation, and lies. The goal is to break your spirit, and the goal is to destroy you. The goal is to is to take your life, dump it in the toilet, and flush it. I'm being graphic on purpose. And to flush it so that you are destroyed with psychological spiritual warfare, and you are destroyed with things like depression, PSDD, anxiety, other psychological uh, challenges, but these psychological challenges in this case, because we're talking about psychological spiritual warfare, are connected to spiritual warfare and demonic spiritual beings. Okay, you understand? Now, the ultimate game plan here, let's make no mistake about it. How can you win a war if you don't know what the ultimate game plan of the enemy is. 
The ultimate game plan of the enemy is, and by the way, it's imperative that you read my books in succession, because my books teach the truths that I'm trying to shortcut right now. They teach them one book on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. And a lot of the books in the titles deal with warfare and conflict from a spiritual perspective, including my newest book, Power from on High, and the book before that, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, and the book Conquering the Matrix, and the book A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. Are you ready? And these books will equip you in a fast download. Now, the purpose, you have to understand this because this, there has been a massive global and a massive national, what could be called psychological warfare assault on all of God's people in America and around the world for the last 65 years. That would include those in the military, and it would include those that would have civilian jobs. The ultimate goal of of demonic powers, the principalities and powers, the fallen angels, Satan and Lucifer, their strategic goal is to destroy and shatter America as we know it or knew it, on multiple dimensional levels. You have to understand that, or you're, you're going to be just a kid with diapers playing in the sandbox. And I, I think it's kind of shameful that men and women of God in all fields, but men and women of God, especially in the armed services, that any of us, including me, that any of us would succumb to being weakened by allowing ourselves to be assaulted by psychological spiritual warfare. So, this is an historical fact, but you got to know it, you got to own it. I, I explain it powerfully and in a direct way in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I explain it in Power from on High and my other books. You have to know this, because you have been taught the opposite for the last 50 years or so. And when you're taught the opposite of what I'm teaching you, there's a problem. I'm either a liar, or the other side is a liar. And I'm just going to tell you flat out, in case nobody ever told you before, you have been subjected to hardcore, heavy-duty, psychological, spiritual warfare at the highest level. And the target is, the target is to completely shatter and dismantle your inner belief system regarding America, God's purpose for America, and the biblical and Judeo-Christian purpose for America in the world. You have propaganda, come on, military men and women, and those who you are civilians that understand what I'm talking about, 
Wake up. The primary purpose of psychological spiritual warfare is to get you to believe the, the lie. And the enemy uses a variety of mechanisms to wear you down until you believe the lie. America is not the enemy. America is one of the few nations, if not the only nation left on earth, that still has within its DNA the divine plan of Almighty God. And once upon a time in America, 1776 and stuff like that, once upon a time in America, the pilgrims and the Puritans, who knew their Bibles backwards and forwards, by today's standards, they were geniuses. It was their genius, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that created our constitutional freedoms and our Bill of Rights. And when you pledge allegiance, you're not pledging allegiance to a man. You're pledging allegiance to God Almighty, the Supreme Being. But the demonic powers are using human beings and human agencies to bring down America from the ancient military strategy known as the Trojan horse. And I don't need to say any more. You know what I'm talking about. The Trojan horse. Now I'm going to say it. To every one of you listening to me who knows somebody intimately, who's a member of our armed services, whatever branch, to anyone listening to me who who um, has served at the highest ranks and the medium or just the basic entry-level ranks, again, we thank you for your service. We really do. But in addition to that, we, unlike many people, because this audience is spiritually discerning, we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, living inside of us that gives us, to, to cut to the chase, a form of X-ray vision or night vision so that we can see what most people can't see. Now, those of you that have been trained in night vision know that it's pretty tough for the enemy to hide from you when you have the technology of night vision because they can't hide under darkness. The church, people in the military, average Americans, they don't have the spiritual equivalent of night vision. Therefore, they can't see what would be obvious to them if they did have night vision, which is we are under an all-out attack and invasion by enemy armies who are taking control of the centers of power of our nation under cover of darkness and night. But when you have the technology of night vision, you can see them and be proactive. But let me add to that. God, wake up. Quit thinking of God as some, you know, funky figure in a bathrobe. God is almighty. He lives beyond space and time. And God can equip and does equip his people. And, and for those of you in the military, you'll be able to relate to this. It, God has armies. God has different branches of service. And in God's armies, which are law-abiding and peaceful, God has a chain of command 
just like our physical militaries have a chain of command. And the supreme commander of the spiritual armies is Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is preparing. Right now there's a raging battle on planet Earth that will culminate in Armageddon. It's raging. Right now there's a raging battle on planet Earth, but God is mobilizing his resources. He's planned his counterattack for over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And God is right now mobilizing the armies of heaven, and he's going to invade planet Earth with the armies of heaven. He himself will be riding a white horse, a supernatural white horse, and he will land his spiritual military occupation on the world's greatest battlefield, which is geographically located in Megiddo, commonly known as Armageddon. And like a thief in the night. Now that means the church may be sleepy. Jesus is not sleepy. He he has stepped up his game and never lost his game. He is going to come like a thief in, in, in the night when the armies of Satan are totally unprepared. Satan, uh, Jesus will come like a thief in the night and swiftly seize back the power and the infrastructure that was always his to begin with as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, our job, our job is, is not to hide, is not to retreat, is not to fall asleep. Our job is to be faithful until he comes or to occupy until he comes. Very simple assignment, right? Okay, so, I want to close with this. If you are weak, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you are weak, you're not ready for battle yet, because if the enemy was to really turn up the juice, you would be decimated, because of your present spiritual, physical condition. Here's the good news. In an extremely, an extremely rapid, quick, and accelerated uh, period of time, if you make the volitional mental choice to turn towards God Almighty and ask your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, ask him to wipe away the weakness, the fatigue, the PSTD, and all the other stuff that's weighing you down. Ask him and he'll do it. And this is how he will do it. If you will ask him, even with a mustard seed of faith, if you will ask Jesus Christ and come to him boldly through the throne of grace, all you do All you have to do is ask Jesus. You say, Jesus Christ, you're not saved. You ask him to cleanse you of your sins and forgive you of your sins. And then you ask him to make make you born again. And then looking at the face of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you ask Jesus right now 
I'm talking about right now, not tomorrow. And I'm talking to you. Anyone under a chain of command knows what I'm talking about, military or non-military. I'm speaking directly to you now under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and you know exactly what that is because you can feel it in your biological and mental being. It feels like, at its initial stages, like a form of electricity, and then it grows. What that process is, according to Jesus, that's a process known as being clothed with power from on high, or being filled with power from on high. The disciples, the apostles, and the followers of Christ were not yet ready to invade the mighty Roman Empire, which they did conquer, by the way. They did conquer, by the way. They weren't ready. And Jesus was ascending to heaven. And Jesus commanded his disciples and apostles and followers to return to Jerusalem, where it all started. And he told them this was his command to them. And they obeyed them. They obeyed him. Jesus Christ commanded them to tarry in Jerusalem or wait upon God in prayer in Jerusalem until the Father clothed them with power from on high. With power from on high. Because Jesus was telling his disciples, you can't win the spiritual battle. You can't overcome the enemy in spiritual warfare until you first receive power from on high, until you're first clothed with power from on high. And that happens when you seek God and ask him to do it. Now, you have a choice right now. You can play footsie and sit on your butt for the rest of your life. But God, let me warn you, your heart is beating, you're alive, you're healthy or relatively healthy, For one reason, God has a plan for your life, and he's not finished with you. As such, the sustaining power of God is upon you. You're being supernaturally sustained. You're being supernaturally kept alive because God has more for you to do. When God's finished with you, or if you choose to cop out and rebel and goof off or do whatever you want to do, You better watch your back or watch your six, because the moment God takes his hand off you could be the moment he's given up telling you what he commands, because you keep disobeying him. And when you keep disobeying him, there's no real reason for you to be alive and well here on planet Earth, because you aren't being faithful. You're just sucking up oxygen. I don't believe that is your destiny or case, or you wouldn't be listening to to me right now. This conversation's not an accident. You're being confronted, not by me, but by him. And he confronts me all the time. And it's a good thing. So the Lord is giving you an opportunity to turn towards him, to cry out to him in prayer, to call out to him in prayer, and ask him to clothe you with power from on high. 
if you will do that, even with a mustard seed of faith, God will infuse your inner man or woman with power from on high. He will clothe you with power from on high. The definition of power from on high comes from the word dunamis, which means the dynamite, explosive power of God. When you call on God to clothe you with power from on high, you will experience an inner detonation in your inner man or woman that will explode like spiritual dynamite, and you will be clothed with power from on high and filled with power from on high supernaturally. The moment you're clothed with power from on high is the moment in space and time when you have graduated your military training and you're ready for the spiritual battlefield because now you possess the supernatural power, power from on high, you now possess it, and you now have the supernatural ability to overcome your spiritual and natural enemies, you will now experience a supernatural healing and a supernatural rebooting of your inner man or woman, no matter what fatigue or energy problems or psychological problems, no matter what internal battles you may be facing, the moment you call on God to clothe you with power from on high is the moment that there will be a mighty supernatural infusion by the Holy Spirit that will go directly into your inner man, your inner woman, your inner mind, and your inner being. So let's quit playing footsie, and I'm asking you to obey God, not me, because it's not me who's, who's giving you a command, it's Jesus. And this is your moment to turn. Repeat these words after me and quit and quit playing games. So it's as simple. Repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the power of God's coming down upon you now. What did you expect? Lord Jesus Christ. I come to you now asking you to forgive me of all my sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you into my inner man or woman and ask you to make me born again. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for doing these things. Now finally, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you right now to clothe me with power from on high. I ask you right now to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I thank you that at this exact moment, at this exact second in time, I thank you right now, at this moment in time, I thank you that the walls of separation are dissolved. And I praise you, Jesus, right now that you're supernaturally infusing me with power from on high. And God, I choose to open up my inner man or inner woman to be clothed with power from on high. And I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that the 
that the power from on high, the infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit, is rushing into me, into my inner man, woman, body, soul, and spirit. I praise you, God, that power from on high is infusing me, is descending upon me like an overwhelming electrical bolt and a continuing overwhelming electrical force. I am being filled now with power from on high. I'm being clothed now with power from on high. And with an act of my will, I choose to receive your supernatural power from on high right now. And I praise you for it. Now, just linger a couple of seconds, because the power of Almighty God is descending in your inner man or woman. You are being clothed with power from on high, which is an overwhelming spiritual force that is Jesus. And you're being, right now, because you're being clothed with power from on high, you're being supernaturally equipped to be victorious in every spiritual battle and situation that you face. From this nanosecond forward, the tide of the spiritual battle will be radically turned. You are not who you were five minutes ago. You are a completely new creature in Christ Jesus. You have been upgraded beyond your wildest dreams, and you have been supercharged by the power of the Holy Spirit. And yes, no BS aside, you now belong to the most elite, powerful, and chosen before the beginning of time. You belong to the most elite and powerful, peaceful and law-abiding spiritual military force, the armies of heaven, since the beginning of time. You've been upgraded. And I pray in Jesus' name that your eyes will be open right now to see what has happened and that you will be able to walk in this supernatural power and that the spiritual battles you may face, you're going to have the supernatural power to overcome them. The Lord has redirected the direction of your life. The Lord has upgraded your ranking through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Remember, at the highest levels in the universe and the spiritual dimension, rank and promotion don't come from politics. Rank and promotion come from service. And there is one, God, who sits upon the throne, who notices you for your service, and he will reward you for your service. And God is pouring out his power from on high upon your life. And you're being supernaturally equipped and clothed with power from on high. And so your life has been redirected. You have been recommissioned because you have been re-infused with his supernatural power. And now, one question. Whatever earthly job you had, or career you had, military or non-military, you had to obey your superiors. 
So I come to you, not as your superior in any, in any way, but I come to you and ask you this question simply. God commanded you to do something. The question is, did you obey his command? That's number one. Number two is, after you obey his command, you have to continue to obey his command. And you will notice a significant, markable transformation in your abilities, in your perception, in your energy level, in your mental, emotional level, because God is rebooting you. He's restoring you, and the source of it is power from on high. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. Get yourself a copy of my new book, Power from on High, and the other books. They're available at a financial discount. May the Lord be with you. God bless you. Your brother in Christ, Paul McGuire. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.